is the Toddcast, a podcast that I, a guy named Todd, record while I drive to or from work, talking about a variety of things. There are no scripts, no show notes, just me chatting while I commute, so you can sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. I am joined by Eric in the the misty confines of the spaceport where it's a little damp and you can hear the speeders in the background as we join once again to talk about the Mandalorian. Eric, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. I'm not in a spaceport. I'm communicating through a, what do they call it? Is it a projection? Is it, it what's the little blue, blue guys? When just holograms, that's uh, it, you know, hologram. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking to you as I'm in a hangar, just an empty hangar, you know, okay. No, nobody with me, you know, so you won't hear the speed, the speeders on my end, but okay. That's how I like people to envision us talking is that I'm a hologram. That's I, I, I can get behind that. I think that, I think that works well. Now, is it just, is it just like the, the torso shot or is it the full body shot where, where like we can see you standing in no, no, it's more, to be quite honest, Todd, you have a chair um, on on your spaceport, and it's more like the prequels in the Jedi Temple, where I'm actually sitting ah. in a chair. So nice. it looks like I'm ch- sitting in your actual physical chair. Uh, we we worked up the, you know, the actual design, so it, it, it looks pretty good. You know, I'm actually at the right level. It doesn't look like I'm actually through the chair or hovering over the chair. We We did our work to make sure it was perfect. Very nice. Very nice. Excellent. Good deal. So we are here to talk about chapter 10, The Passenger. Eric, initial thoughts and reactions? You know, it was, it's one of those, like, uh, cleared up. Like, it wasn't as exciting to me as the previous episode, or chapter for that matter. There weren't, like, any revelations that was, like, jaw-dropping, saying, oh, my goodness. And, and there wasn't any moments where I was like, oh, I need to watch that one again, where I felt that with the original and several episodes last year but it was nice it was a nice filler it was a nice little adventure there were some nice little cameos of things that i'm like oh look at that and um i'm intrigued for the next episode which i think is the whole goal is to kind of move you along further you know yeah so uh so that is my general overview of like how i felt about it how were what were your original feelings? Uh, I, I I enjoyed it. That that almost goes without saying. I mean, not that I'm saying that you know the Mandalorian series can do no wrong, but they have yet to to disappoint me. Uh, I would agree with you in saying that you know last that that episode is one that didn't seem to necessarily do a lot of heavy lifting in terms of moving forward the overall arc uh in we in and we we saw this last season um exactly as well the the you know there 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 are certain episodes that are very very based on the story and and move move the overall plot forward and you can tell that you know they're setting things up or they're you know uh sort of cashing in on earlier promises of what they kind of told you you were going to see and then there are other episodes that are just sort of their own sort of self-contained sort of fun or interesting little little mini stories sort of side quests almost uh that i i still find that enjoyable uh you know it's it it'd be one thing if every episode was in fact you know geared on moving forward the 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 grand storyline but i don't know that i necessarily feel like that has to be the case every time like i feel having a quick little side side jaunt 
it, as long as it's interesting and visually pleasing and, you know, get you, get you excited and you're enjoying watching it. I'm kind of okay with that. And I guess the yeah, other that's... thing, mm-hmm. you know, we kind of, we kind of learned from last season is, uh, you know, they had an episode or two that was kind of like that. And yet when it came down to it at the end, when they went to wrap things up, there was something significant in that episode that did factor into the main, main, the overall arcing plot. You just didn't realize it at the time. And I wonder if that might not be the case here. Oh yeah. That that's my thought is that there'll be some type of reasoning or something that happened in this episode that will come into play. So kind of diving in the whole concept for anyone that has or didn't quite get it, I'm assuming you've watched it, was that he, he right off the get-go, the Mandalorian gets hammered by, I'm guessing these uh, gentlemen wanted the child because I remember them yelling, get the child. So they basically pull up a trap and kill a speeder and try to steal the child and, and what have you. And I guess there right. would be bounty hunters themselves. Uh, that's, so, that's my guess. Yeah, so that was my my ultimate guess. Although the one bounty hunter was willing to give the child up for a a, a rocket, which or his jetpack, which of course it was humorous in my end because I kind of had a feeling I'm like, oh, this isn't going to end well for this little guy. No, which no. where did we see that guy before? <laughs> that type of uh, it was a it's a weird creature, and it has like a metal face almost. But I'm feeling yeah. like that was in Ray's episode. Um, was in the new series, right? He's he's he, yeah. I, I can't remember off the top of my head, and I've not had a chance to look it up. But he's either in the new the new trilogy, or he's like a a, a super secondary character in like Rogue One or Solo or something like. Okay. He, he is a a new new era type of type of alien. I believe I, mean, I he doubt was it's the, one the that same was one. Catch, but I bet he was trying to catch BB-8. I believe he was in that opening scenes where like. Where she rescues BB-8, Ray rescues BB-8. I think that might have been. He was Could riding be. on some Could giant be. metal droid type mm-hmm. creature. Either way, <laughs> he had his comeuppance. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. And that was rather humorous. But overall, I mean, like, the whole aspect, it, it he's still trying to, the Mandalorian is trying to find uh, another Mandalorian. And that's right. where this space adventure goes, you know. And, and it was a weird play of um, creatures. So, oh, yeah. so the whole, the whole, so where, where did we see frogs before or have we, is this the first frog lady or frog that we've seen in the universe or, oh, no. or I guess, no, yeah, I, give me, I, give me some word here. <laughs> uh, I, and I, and I, 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 I can't tell you, you know, that the name of the, the race or, or a whole lot of, you know, deep back history on this, like I can on some of the stuff, but I, I feel like there was at least a frog-like person that got spliced into the cantina in the special editions. Ah, or, that makes sense. I, I remember, I remember seeing them in some sort of cantina-esque context. Like it was either they got put into the special editions, or maybe it was in a you know a gathering of aliens in one of the prequels or something. But I ha- we we have seen that sort of you know amphibious frog-like creature previously. Well, um, do you think do you think these were related? This frog was any somewhat related to the nuns or the caretakers in um, in where Luke was chilling out. I don't I don't think so. There's a subtle difference there, and I I, I yeah, somehow I so get the too. vibe that the that the uh, the the keepers were were not quite as amphibious. 
Arrakis. Like, they seemed yeah. reptilian and kind of frog-ish. Kind of like the difference between a frog and a toad. If, if yes. I'm just going to randomly spitball on this one, which, of course, is what I'm doing. Uh, <laughs> well, that's, yeah. <laughs> kind of my yeah, shtick. Yeah, that's... yeah so. I'm, well, you know, I'm using Google as my friend looking for, like, frog cantina and stuff. And I'm not seeing, I mean, the Mandalorian images are kind of, like, overtaking. So the only oh. frog that I'm kind of seeing is is there right now. But I feel like you're right. And I feel like maybe they were smoking like a pipe or something. But, well, and here's, you know, here's the other thing that that could be could be gumming up the works or, or muddy in my picture is, you know, obviously I've seen the movie and then I've, you know, A New Hope. I've seen the special editions. I've also exposed myself to all sorts of, you know, behind the scenes, you know, comics and, and various web searches and whatever to where, you know, there's a lot of stuff that technically would have been in the cantina, but never made it on screen. Oh, you yeah. Know, like they got edited out or, or like just background characters that were never fully in frame that like if you're a goofy Star Wars nut like me, who's, you know, gotten the top trading cards from back in the 90s or has, you know, has dove deep. You see a lot of, you know, that behind the scenes kind of stuff that. Yes, they were in the cantina, but your average person who's seen the movie has never actually seen that person. It's kind of like we talked oh, last yeah. time about the, the weird lore behind the crate dragon. Your average person's not going to know that, but I do because I'm just head over heels deep into it. That might be where I'm getting my info, and you might have a hell of a time finding it <laughs> on short notice. Uh, oh, oh, sure, sure. Well, you know, but that I personally love that. I mean, that's a. Oh, yeah. I was going to say one of my favorite pastimes here or at least during these type of conversations is typing in cantina creatures and just looking at, cause you oh. get a wide variety. You get all the heads on the table of like from the, the, the artists and stuff. And then you get these random shots. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty fantastic. If you are well, into that, which is what I'm into. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and it's, it's, it's funny. You've gone down this route with us because that kind of dovetails into another thing that I was going to chat with you about or regarding this episode. The the spider creatures. Okay. I've seen those. I've, I've seen those before. And, and I know that, you know, since the episode air, it's been kind of all over Twitter, you know, where those have been seen before. Um, but like when they first showed up on screen, I'm like, oh, those things, uh, because it's from a I believe it's a Ralph McQuarrie like production uh, or, you know, pre-production visualization art situation from Empire Strikes Back. When they were trying okay. to figure out what what to do on Dagobah, there's there's a painting of Luke on Dagobah, and there's this giant ass white spider looking thing, um, that ne obviously never got used in Empire, never showed up on Dagobah in the movies, but because they had that you know that piece of artwork hanging out there, there was a West End Games role playing game adventure that uses that as its cover art. And, and, you know, leverages those creatures, you know, in the adventure that they're these, you know, giant spiders. Now, they weren't on an ice planet like they but it's it's another sort of throwback to they took something from the archives, gave it a little bit of a tweak or a spin, dropped it into the Mandalorian. And it was fantastic. Yeah. How can you not love that? I mean, granted, yeah. so I thought that I was like, oh. And it very well, it very well could have been that I seen that because they're like, like I said, you you got me collecting trading cards in the mm -hmm. mid 90s, late 90s. And most of the trading card were like concept drawings. 
So mm-hmm. there's a good possibility. I, they seem oddly familiar to me. Yeah. You know, when I was looking at them, which they weren't like <laughs> – to me that was – I mean, it was fine getting attacked by spiders and having to shoot off spiders and stuff. Overall, I guess I that whole – the whole ice planet and – Mandalorian kind of being trapped in the ship breaking and I'm like being torn apart and, and stuff. I, it just made me feel uncomfortable the whole time, which I guess is the goal. Because I think, I myself, think that might've been part of the plan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you're thinking to yourself, man, imagine if your car fell, you know, let's say you're, you fell through a bridge and then it collapsed. And, and then next thing you know, is you're getting attacked by, you know, all types of creatures that are just putting holes in all over it. How the hell is that car going to drive? You know, you're not going to just go out there for 15 minutes and solder it, which it's, you know, (laughs) so I was just like, oh, man, this guy, they're they're dead. They're toast. Yeah, they're screwed. Yeah, no. And yeah. And then it put me in a weird position where, like, if I had to believe otherwise, then it's almost like, well, that's not believable. You know, I could believe the giant creatures and I could believe the frog lady with her eggs and stuff. But I can't believe that you're going to survive in the snow for you know, <laughs> like like. Right. And, and I hate I hate it when storytelling gets to the point where it's just like, well, you have to really suspend your belief on things that, you know, you, you know how it works. And we know how vehicles would work and how you would have to fix them, so to speak. And we also right. know how weather works. So, right. I don't know. So the, I didn't love that portion of the story. I didn't mind, the, you know, but it's it's better than going back to Tatooine again, I guess, or staying there, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, well, it's... And I, I mean, I'll, I'll say this, and this is going to sound like I'm being some sort of apologist, and, and maybe I am, but there, there, there are just certain things that I've come to learn that in the Star Wars universe, you're, you just are going to be expected to suspend your disbelief. And that's just that's just how that's going to be. Oh, yeah. Um, One of one of them is, you know, the the whole planets and environments thing. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's ever been an instance in Star Wars where they've landed on a planet, whether intentionally or unintentionally, and have not been able to just crack open the, the, you know, throw open the hatch and go outside without having to throw on any kind of gear like the planets in Star Wars are surprisingly hospitable. I mean, yeah. Hoth may be super cold. The ice planet they they crashed on may be super cold, but you can breathe the air. Like Frog Lady can find herself a hot spring and take a quick dip, and it's not yeah. gonna like you know immediately you know kill her or break her out in some sort of whatever. Like there's certain things like that. It's like, yep, okay, cool. Like that is super unrealistic. But again, it's a series with space wizards, laser swords, like. Like, you, you, there's got to be some expectation of, you know, suspending that disbelief. Um, yeah, we don't want to get too <laughs> too detailed with that. Hey, right. the only time I ever remember them putting on any type of gear is when they're in that space slug or whatever. On that exactly. And, That's the and only those, time I ever remember. It, right. And those and those weren't even like spacesuits. It's like, oh, hey, here's a breathing mask. Like, yeah. here, here's a little supplemental oxygen situation. Like, yeah, but, you know, you roll with punches. Like, it's it's, it's space opera. It's space fantasy. It. It's not meant to be hard sci-fi. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, I kind of deal with that. And the other piece that often sticks out to me is, in Star Wars, just the whole concept of language. Like, I think oh. they do a good job with Mando, especially in this episode. He's like, yeah, I don't speak frog. I'm sorry. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and we'll maybe come back to that here in a minute, but like our, our friend on Tatooine who, who runs the hangar, 
she uh-huh. you know she she she, apparently, all. she, she apparently <laughs> speaks frog she speaks whatever that bug was she was playing cards with like some people in star wars just know like it makes sense that han would have learned and could speak Shirawook so that he could talk to Chewbacca. Like, makes perfect sense. Like, I get that. You're, you know, that's somebody you hang out with all the time. You know, if I had my best friend was French, I probably would have learned French by now. Like, I get that. You know, okay, he, 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 you know, understands Huttese. Okay, he's working for Jabba the Hutt. Like, all that makes sense. But, like, there's just a lot of times in the movies and the TV show and, and stuff where people just crank out with whatever language. And dude just apparently understands it. <laughs> and that's, a, I mean, maybe it's because I'm just that dumb American who only speaks English and struggles with Spanish, even though I took it in high school and college. But like, to me, that's just fascinating, bordering on just unbelievable. The, the, the fluency of language that happens in Star Wars. <laughs> but yeah. again, am I going to rage quit and go, oh, this is bullshit. This is dumb. no, I'm going to, I'm going to take it as it is. I'm going to enjoy it and and move on with my life <laughs> yeah they also have droids so like i thought it was super clever in the episode where she powers up the droid and communicates i thought that was awesome storytelling oh. as well oh i thought, I thought that, was, that was i thought that fantastic. was perfect and like immediate like i had forgotten about that droid except for in the intro they're like previously on and they showed the droid and during the previously on i'm like how are they going to tie this droid into anything <laughs> and then she's she's talking and he's like yeah i don't speak your thing and, and i'm sitting there you know thinking to myself get you need to get yourself a protocol droid which is that's it, yeah. which, which which was immediately on the heels of oh that's right you don't like droids and i didn't realize he kept the wreckage of the one until you know frog lady you know hot wired it to do speak and i'm like that's perfect that's excellent that is yeah that is that is spot on um yeah. Well, it helped move the story along and helped us kind of get oh, the information yeah. we need. And it was kind of fun to have the interaction of like, all right, I don't speak your language and we're just going to have to coexist and we don't really know. And it, like, I thought that was pretty, pretty great storytelling that. Oh, yeah. I don't recall happening too frequently, you know. And, and like you said, uh, the whole language thing is one you just kind of have to accept. I'm glad they have different languages because it shows the diversity. A lot of the oh, times yeah. I helped and said to myself, well, why are they all speak in the same language and all these, you know, but yeah. you know, maybe they have different schooling than we do, you know? Right. So we'll, right. we'll just give them the benefit of the doubt there, but we'll go ahead and take a break real quick. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about the episode and our thoughts. All right. And we are back. Um, Todd, you referenced earlier the fact that the, our, our hangar lady, uh, was speaking to a giant creature. So um, there's, at least in my circle, there was just straight up, con- not controversy, but they were saying it was just a giant ant. Which, right. which upon replay, yes. And his name was Dr. Mandible. <laughs> uh, well, and, that's what she calls him. I don't know that that was his name or just a clever no, nickname she kicked no, out there, that, but still. So, no, so that's here, the official canon talking. name of the of the, the alien in question. Well, See, what I do is I watch it with closed captions on. So I watch it on a small phone, which has a bit of glare. And these right. like, episodes that are dark are kind of difficult to watch. Like, it's difficult right. to see everything. Right. Right. And especially difficult to hear. But this is right. when I watch the episode. So the closed caption kind of carried over to my TV when I came home. So I just look okay. it on sometimes. So right. I was watching it last night. And, yeah, truthfully, because I, then I remember seeing the, you know, the conversation of, like, hey, could we have done something else besides having a giant ant? 
uh, you know, in and and or did his name have to be Doctor Mandible? And so I looked at it, and yes, when he's talking, they basically say Doctor Mandible, and then alien language. <laughs> so, uh, needless to say, it reminded me once again. We'll go back to the cantina or one of those scenes. There was like a giant praying mantis that was yep. never really used but seen, yep. and I thought that was the same creature. It's not, you know, after no. looking side by side. No. So, what's your thoughts on a giant ant? Are you fine with it? Do you think the creatures in Star Wars there are like giant bugs that <laughs> that we see naturally here in in uh, you know on Earth that are just giant bugs elsewhere in the universe? Uh, yeah, no, that, that I have no problem with that. Like that that makes perfect sense to me. And again, and again, being the the super dork with the the role playing game aspect and all that stuff, there are a bunch of different bug aliens that are in Star Wars, and you know. Uh, did it have to be what I have required it to be a bug? No. Am I okay with it being a bug? And was I kind of happy to see that it was not another, you know, mammalian bipedal (laughs) sort of a thing. I like to see that variety. Like, I think that, that worked out, that worked out pretty well. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It was, it was pretty fun. Uh, There was some commentary that said um, our friend, John, Favreau, which I believe he's right. He's pretty much the runner, right? He, right. <laughs> they said, well, it just seems like he's just reenacting stuff he did as a child with his random toys. So, oh, so well, that was, may be, and I don't know like, necessarily have a problem with that. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's what we would be doing. But he said they were like, yeah, you know, uh, Boba Fett was hanging out with Yoda at the cantina, and then he found some giant, like he, then he found a friend frog, and like he's just living out <laughs> his old toy, you know, childhood, oh, yeah. you know toy expedition and i'm like whatever don't matter to me not an issue (laughs) Uh, surely i would do the same because i know for a fact that i had many many um you know i had different teams and ewoks were always involved in some of these teams and i'm like yeah the ewok's gonna show up sooner or later Uh, oh yeah yeah and that's that's the beauty of all these episodes is you give a little easter egg on each episode makes us all super happy moves the story forward uh, tell us some interesting, you know, subplots along the way. It's all good. But oh, yeah. the ant creature, I love the commentary was pretty fun. Uh, there were, oh, yeah. you know, obviously people that were mad that it was an ant because yeah. it's the Internet. And then it's very, me, I'm just it's, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. He was there for like less than a couple minutes. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it was a very bug heavy episode, but that's fine. Like, <laughs> you know, it's all good. <laughs> so, you know, you're you're. <laughs> You're kind of representing a little bit of everything. You've got, you know, you've got Mando. You've got, you know, representing the the humanish types. You've got the the child representing, you know, little little alien dudes. You've got the frog lady, propping for the uh, the amphibians, and you've got a whole bunch of bug dudes. Like it, it. everybody's everybody's good, you know. And you so. do get some, um, you do get some humans, or or if that's what they call them here. So you get some um, X wings, right? We, oh yeah. We see some. Uh, Post, post, uh, you know, victory. So what are they doing? They just patrolling? Like, I mean, just, I, they just, were talking yeah. this stuff, and I assumed you made it made more sense <laughs> to you as someone who role played or or read or so forth. I'm just like, well, are these police guys, like, what are they? What's their deal? Basically, basically, they're they're they they're you know the the intergalactic highway patrol. Like, they're just going out and like, oh, hey, there's a ship. Let's go make sure he's all good. You know, the, he. The whole transponder thing would be the equivalent of if you were cruising down the highway and they saw that you had a car and you don't have license plates on. They're like, okay. hey, you know, you have to have license plates. 
and you know he's like yeah i my the ship that i'm in doesn't have that kind of transponder and i'm not required to have that and they're like well you know there's a new <laughs> there's a new sheriff in town the new republic yeah. is in charge and now you do so take care of that and you know it's it's kind of like well here's a random here's a random car we're going to run the plates and make sure they don't have any outstanding warrants uh-huh. And when they finally did, they're like, oh, hey, yeah, remember that thing you did last season where you busted free some people from a New Republic, you know, prison ship? Well, you kind of need to answer about that. And that's when he, you know, broke free. So, you know, uh-huh. it, it all made good was, sense okay, to me. So that's what I was trying to that's what I was trying to find out, because a lot of this gobbledygook to me, unfortunately, <laughs> I don't I don't put it together. So they were right. talking about where you hear hangar, what, blah, blah. And so was he talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy episode where he went with all those guys and broke out <laughs> the uh, – is that what that was? Yeah, when they, went, they, when they went and did the prison break because remember that what they did was to go get that Twi'lek who was a prisoner in a yeah. New Republic facility and he broke him free. Okay. And that's why at the tail end they're like, yeah, we ran your tags and, you know, yes, you did that. But we also have footage of you trying to, to save – you know, the one human that was on the ship and that you did, you know, deliver us all these other guys. Cause you know, at the end of it, he, you know, <laughs> took that whole crew and put them in a cell. Um, and that's why they're like, okay. yeah, we're going to, we're going to call this even and call it good. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what that whole thing was referring to. It was all right. Call back okay. So basically, so, and that's kind of what I was looking at is that they, they, he, they knew that he did something good and that's what they were saying was good. That in the, yeah. you know, he didn't kill that one guy. That was yeah. hanging out, so they were like, "All right, okay." That's what I was trying to figure out because um, it was a little techy for me. And and you know, <laughs> if you're not looking at, you know, I, I look at the alien species and the names on closed caption, but they don't necessarily give me the locations. And tr- right. truth be told, right. truth be told, a lot of times, like I'm watching it and being you know sidetracked and so forth. Much like oh, yeah. this episode, I didn't realize that they had they weren't able to travel at light speed until the second watch. Oh yeah, you know which, so, I mean, which is a whole a thing in and of itself. Like that's, well, that's that that is yeah. that is very strikingly remarkable. You know, given the distances traveling anywhere in you know sublight, that's going to take you a long damn time. Um, well, that's why he said that's why he was like trying to go to sleep and and so forth. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Well, I figure lastly, unless you have some other major points that you'd like to talk about, let's talk about how um, baby baby Yoda or the child became somewhat of a villain in some eyes because of his <laughs> hunger, hunger for. Oh eggs. yeah. Oh uh, no. That did you? That was going to be my next point. Like a villain? I mean, I didn't. I didn't see any issues with it. I'm just like, it's a baby, you know. There, there, there are a whole bunch of thoughts and feelings about this that you know I had initially that I uh, that I have now that I've seen you know on Twitter and so forth. I guess I break it down like this. Like when he first approached the thing, the, the you know, the container of eggs and he's using the force to like pull them off to one side. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what this is going to go. And of course, my mind goes to, oh, well, he's going to do some sort of force niftiness. Yeah. And somehow sure. this is all going to work out well. Right up until the point to where he popped one in his mouth. And I'll be honest, I was like horrified. I'm like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Um, you know, <sighs> I, where to begin here? Um. So there, you know, there's one argument that like, yeah, they're eggs, they're unfertilized. These aren't, you know, this isn't like, you know, he's eating babies. They're, it's just like you eating a chicken egg. That's and, it. Okay. On the other end, it's, yeah, but the chicken isn't intelligent and sentient and just told you this is the last batch of eggs I'm ever going to lay in my life. 
<laughs> like if a chicken walked up to you and said, hey, I need you to do me a solid and get me to my rooster on a different planet so that, you know, this last batch of eggs I've ever laid can get fertilized so I can have chickens. And you then make an omelet. Eh, you're kind of a dick at that point. Like that's a different situation in my brain. Yeah. You know, on the other well, end, talking, the other argument. We're talking about <laughs> a child that doesn't well, understand. So that and is... that's that's where the next point goes in is everybody like, well, it's a kid like he, you know, he doesn't know he's just hungry to which sure. I mean, one could argue that that kid is 50 freaking years old, but their life cycle maturity cycle is clearly different. And so that even at 50 years old, it's still a child like it still acts like a baby, even if it's 50 yes. years old. Like, uh, villain, I, I think, I think, I think saying villain is, is casting it a bit wide because he is, he is still a child. He, he, he still doesn't, I think the his problem name, is, his name is the child, is, you know, so. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, and I think, and I think that's, I think that's where it comes down. Like he's officially known as the child. He's unofficially known as baby Yoda. Well, you think of Yoda and Yoda is just the pinnacle of goodness. Like he is all, you know, righteousness and doing, you know, the right thing for, you know, the little guy and just, just an art, you know, an icon of goodness as contrasted with evil, you know, that kind of good. Well, just because this guy has the same race doesn't necessarily mean he's like, he's a baby. Like we've seen him force choke Cara Dune. Like that is yeah. not, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and it's, it's okay. Is he evil? No, he's just a kid who doesn't necessarily know any better. And in this case, he's a kid who's freaking hungry. And he's like, Ooh, those look tasty. Let's make this happen. Like, Yes, it's upsetting, and I think it was intended to be upsetting, and it doesn't really rest comfortably with me, but I don't know that I'm thinking, you know, oh, baby Yoda is an evil prick who's just out to, you know, murder frog ladies' babies either. Like, it's 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 definitely a thing that happened. Uh, I'll be honest, there's points where I'm not sure how I feel. How, how'd that whole thing strike you? It didn't bother me at all. I didn't. I just thought it was exactly <laughs> what it was. It's maybe it's because I have a three-year-old who has no regard for for anything because they. Right. Don't, it's not that he's innately evil. She doesn't know any better. If I put, right. you know, if I put something of super value uh, down where he could grab it and he breaks it, that's on me. So yeah, like yeah. Okay, these are your eggs, lady. Bring them back to the pit with you. Don't leave I them guess, laying around. I, I guess that's the thing that struck me also is like if 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 I were the frog lady. And this is my last clutch of eggs. And I'm, you know, trying to wheel and deal to make this happen. I wouldn't let those motherfuckers out of my sight is point one. Point yeah. two is I feel like I would have had a count on them. And even if I didn't have them with me, <laughs> when I saw them, I would be checking and like, hey, all of a sudden I'm shy. A handful of eggs. What the hell's going on, Mandalorian? What are yeah. you doing something? What's up with your kid? Like, I feel like they should have caught on to that sooner. I don't know. Well, he's she should have been lucky that he didn't eat even more. Like they got him when well, he did. Right. Because that right. it, it could have been done and it'd be like, well, there's the end of that. So yeah. I you know, I I didn't get all shook up. I never thought anything of it. I was just like, Well, I thought he was gonna have them hatch or whatever and then kind of get them from having <laughs> to go there. You know, like right. I figured that hey, maybe that's something that he was gonna pull off. But no, he definitely ate them and I'm like, Oh well that was uh, surprising and interesting, but yeah. I didn't vilify him. I mean, like I look at it as he's a child and you know what? If I put a knife down on the table and my child starts stabbing people, uh, that is that that is a problem. But uh, right. there's a reason why we have knives up and or locked and or so forth, because they don't know what the heck they're doing. And right. that right. is my thought process. So overall, Todd, what what do you think of the episode? Any other lasting points that you would like to make on things that you saw? Uh, 
no, I think that that kind of wraps it up. I'm I'm sure as soon as we stop recording, I'll think of oh man, I want to talk about that, but nothing's coming to mind. Like well, the beauty, uh, I, I like I said, I enjoyed it. That yeah, we'll we'll have chapter eleven if we we need to right. follow we up. We can come back that we we've missed so far, but overall, I yeah. think we touched on major topics. You know, we, we touched on most of the creatures. Like I said, and how did how did it end? I mean, he fixed his ship and he kind of sputtered along, and I don't know where he landed. I think they might have just. They, they, I mean, somewhere, it, but yeah, they, yeah, it ended with him sputtering off, you know. And but again, he's not that, at the plan that he needs to be. He needs. He's not yet. To go get his ship fixed. No, yeah. I, I, I assume they're going to start up a chapter eleven with him either on there or them explaining that. Oh, meanwhile he'd gotten there, he'd done this, and this, you know, yeah, yeah. They, they left with him sputtering off into the, off into the inky black, and Baby Yoda having one final, you know, egg snack, and there, yeah. there, there you go. There you go. Well, so, I, I feel like there's I mean, going to be a new uh, dessert at Star Wars Land and Disney next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, t- I, t- I do I do have a final thought before we go, and that is, uh-huh. I feel so badly for the Razor Crest because that ship has been torn apart and put back together oh, yeah. and patched together so much over the course of, I mean, just ten episodes. We've seen it get completely torn apart by Jawas and rebuilt by the Mandalorian and Quill. We've seen it get, you know, beat up on several other counts. And this, I mean, like it was barely space worthy at the end of this one. Like he's like, I can, oh, yeah. I can, I can pressurize the cabin and that's it. And you see when in, in that last seat, last, you know, last shot where it's limping off, like the back cargo bay door is like hanging wide open and shit. It's yeah. like. The maintenance on the Razor Crest must be like I, I almost feel like he needs to get himself a new ship. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes. we'll see. And that, well, I mean, maybe that's what happens. Maybe he's going down there and he he plans on getting a new ship. Who who knows? Yeah. This is and this is what's fun is that you don't have to wait three years to find this out. We're gonna find out here on Friday, which is right. uh, pretty fantastic. Um, so and by the, <laughs> I don't know. By the time you listen to this, we might already know. And right. we'll, we'll we'll share that information with you next week, in which you can chime in and give your opinions on frog ladies, um, alien creatures, and if you would eat such an egg. So, um, but I'm, I'm all good here, Todd. If you don't have anything else to say, yep. that 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 works for me. Thanks, Eric. I enjoyed the conversation. Thank you to the entire cast and crew of The Mandalorian for giving us such awesome stuff to talk about. Thank you to George Lucas for having the idea in the first place. Thank you, listeners, for for coming along for the ride and until next time i hope y'all have a good one thanks for listening to this episode of the toddcast if you have comments questions or topic ideas that you'd like me to chat about you can let me know via twitter at cast todd or email via toddcastpodcast at gmail.com keep in mind that the todd portions of those usernames are t-o-d with a single d even though i spell my actual name with two If you'd like to leave me a voice message that I can air on the podcast, you can either email me a small audio file, or you can use the link in the show notes to leave a message via Anchor. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share it with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts is appreciated. Again, thank you for listening to the Toddcast. I guess that's the other thing that didn't come up that occurred that occurred to me while we were watching while I was watching this one. Mm-hmm. There's something inherently wrong with Baby Yoda's anatomy because those eggs are like 
a th- between a half and a third of the size of its head. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you picture one of those eggs and the body of Baby Yoda, like, that would be the equivalent of me taking, like, a full-size pumpkin and just shooting it into my mouth and expecting <laughs> that to go into my stomach. You know what I mean? And like, Well, how do snakes it, and, do it? I mean, snakes eat those large... Um, well, they unhinge their they unhinge their jaws, and they're also you know visibly bulbous afterwards. Well, well, I mean, and it's it's like a, you know when such a, when a robe that when, could be. I mean, I guess, but you know, I mean, it's just it's you, just. I mean, I get it. You know, but we don't know. I mean, Th- those eggs might be like well, flat. They might be you know, once you eat them. Well, they and see, just, see, and I was and I was thinking that, but then I thought back to the time where he ate that giant ass frog. And again, yeah. that frog would have t- would have you know volume wise would have filled most of his you know abdominal cavity, you know yeah. unless like unless like Yoda's just like their their inner internal organs like their their gastric juices just instantly liquefy shit. In I, which case, to, it yeah. makes it makes a lot of sense why he's so goddamn hungry all the time. If his metabolism <laughs> is running that hot, <laughs> maybe you know that's I mean. That, that has to be the question, and I think you might have the answer. I'm guessing there is. You know, the problem is we can't do any research on this species. So, no, no, you know, no. we're just going to have to no. guess. And, and that right now, that is the hypothesis, is mm-hmm. that there's some type of gas or, or some, uh, some poison or whatever you would want to say that creates uh, acid. That's the word, acid. Well, and I guess that ultimately brings you around to, you know, what to me, of course, is the final question is, okay, he's been mowing down on these eggs this whole time. Now he's locked in an airtight cockpit with the other three of them. How, how horrendous are baby Yoda farts and would the Mandalorian, would the Mandalorian know, or is there some sort of filtration in his helmet or, or, or is it just the frog lady that we have to feel bad for? You know, Uh, who knows? I don't know. You, you know, that's, that is a question. I don't know if been brought up as galactic farts yet and which species, uh, indeed has the word which <laughs> i would have to say java from general looks looks like that would probably be the most problematic oh yeah 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 i think i think it would be i think i think java would be top of the heap for some reason i feel like gamorians would be running close contention there just something oh, yeah. about them makes me think Sh- that that sure. that's that's going to be just just you know utterly foul um you know I believe Wookiees would probably be pretty bad. I was they thinking just, Wookiees is probably be a little, little on the rough side. Anything, they would, anything they would make it more sport like though. You know that I think they would be. You know they'd be kind of chuckling. You know the other ones. Would oh, be oh, gross. oh, yeah. You could totally see Chewbacca in the cockpit, lifting a leg, letting one rip, and Han Solo just getting that. Oh God, what just happened? And Chewie, yeah, you know, rocking his head pilot. back with a yuff, 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 laughing yeah. situation. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can yeah, picture no, that. I, I, I see that. So I mean, that's, there's, I, they seem more like a, like the the college like jock guy that's that's doing it, you know, as opposed oh, yeah. to the just nasty, gross, you know. Oh yeah. I've ate cheese pops or whatever all day. Kind of yeah. Thing, so. Whereas um, whereas whereas Job is up on his throne and lets lets a, some sort of silent but deadly slip and is just like, haha, none of you fools dare say anything because I'll have exactly. you killed. Bathe in my my stench, you you filth beings, like you know. That's pretty much it. I think so. Uh, 